This is Futurecast 101. This is Futurecast 101. Futurecast 101, a student project of the College of St. Benedict and St. John's University. I am going to inform you all on the future of mental health technology. It is well known that there are close to 7.5 billion people in the world, but what is not known, that is one-fourth of those people are suffering from a mental illness. Before we begin discussing the futuristic technologies that I researched, we need to first define what mental health and mental illnesses are. First, mental health is a person's health in regards with their psychological and emotional well-being. And second, mental illnesses are the different disorders and diseases that affect people's mental capability. So, according to the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 5th edition, there are over 300 mental illnesses. No wonder they have such a high impact on the population of people. These illnesses all range in severity and treatment options. But as the future of 2050 fast approaches, it is expected that the population will rise as well. Along with that population rise comes the rise of mental illnesses. This rise could be due to a number of things, but to name a few, increased use of electronics, reduced face-to-face interactions, sexual orientation confusion, and increased parental problems. This predicted rise is frightening because of how many people will be impacted by these mental illnesses. In short, this is why I chose to focus my research on mental health technology and how futuristic technologies will will provide more accessible and cost-friendly treatment options to the affected individuals. My research was based off the question of, will technology in the future be able to provide treatment to individuals at a more accessible and cost-friendly approach? Later on in this podcast, you'll find out the answer to that question. But now that we have an understanding of my research topic, we can finally dive into the futuristic technologies. First on our agenda is to cover some previous mental health technologies of the past. And as I have been saying, this research is based off technologies in the future. But in order to progress forward to futuristic technology, I need to bring you to the past. There are two technologies of the past that I focused on. These are electroshock therapy and biofeedback treatment. Electroshock therapy was previously introduced into the mental health field as a means of treatment in the 1930s. Electroshock therapy is also referred to as electroconvulsive therapy, or ECT. And as Dan Hurley, an American health and medical journalist and author states, ECT, the application to the scalp of an electrical current strong enough to induce a brief seizure. This type of treatment sent electrical impulses throughout the body to create an induced seizure. It was used without anesthesia and did more harm to the body than what it was supposed to, like fractured bones and prolonged seizures. And according to the Mayo Clinic, electroshock is still being implemented today, but in a more controlled circumstance with fewer negative side effects. And although electroshock treatment or ECT is still being used as treatment, it does not live up to the potential of becoming the future of mental health care. Electroshock is impractical and has unnecessary pain associated with the treatment. Thus, new technologies continue to be researched for future treatment. The second technology of the past is biofeedback, and it is close to six decades old. It is still being used today, but not in the way that practitioners thought it would be. And according to the Mayo Clinic, again, biofeedback is a technique you can use to learn to control your body's functions, such as your heart rate. With biofeedback, you're connected to electrical sensors that help you receive information about your body. 
When biofeedback was first released, it was used to help regulate the heartbeat and to help with stress and anxiety. Biofeedback works by hooking sensors up to the body to administer electrical impulses to control or regulate body functions. This technology was a breakthrough, and psychologists thought it would be the next great thing to happen to mental health care because of the availability to control and relax patients. As Gary Schwartz stated in Biofeedback, Self-Regulation and the, and the Pattern of Psychological Processes, says it has also stimulated interest in the use of self-regulation techniques in both clinical treatment and in research which seeks to determine the limits of self-control. Although biofeedback can be used to relax a patient, it is not an ideal form of treatment for the future of 2050 because of the lack of accessibility and unpredictability that it expends. These next technologies that I am going to discuss will wow you in the sense of how futuristic they will be. So now it is time to sit back and listen to the three technologies with the most potential for treatment in the future of 2050. The first technology of the future is smartphone applications. You guys are probably thinking, that's not very futuristic, but in essence it is. Yes, smartphones already exist. Yes, there are hundreds of thousands of applications for the smartphone, but are there applications that are used on a smartphone device for mental health treatment? The answer is that they're going to be, hence why this is the first technology that I researched. According to Anna Radovic, an assistant professor of pediatrics at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine states, smartphone ownership has become increasingly common in the United States and among individuals receiving treatment in community mental health settings thus showing the promise that this technology will be used in the future. My research for this topic was all done around the aspect of these technologies being accessible and cost-friendly to patients, and that is what these mobile applications will offer. So, this technology is exactly what it sounds like, a mobile application on a smartphone that will provide treatment. This type of treatment will be extremely accessible to all patients that own a smartphone because they will be able to access their treatment at a touch of a button. How cool is that? And according to Joel Epstein, a communication strategist in the Journal of Mental Health Counseling, provides evidence that these will be accessible by saying, cell phones might be used to help treat individuals who might not otherwise have access to therapy. This technology could potentially help so many of those suffering from a mental illness that would not otherwise be able to afford face-to-face -face or able to receive professional treatment, but would benefit from a mobile application for their treatment. The price of these applications is not known for sure, but based off my research, it seems like researchers and designers of these apps are aiming to be cost-efficient. As stated by Julie Hind, an undergraduate in the Department of Health Studies at Western University says, Assuming that these apps offer some benefit to a broader treatment resume, there may be value in exploring the cost-effectiveness of such apps, showing that these apps could potentially be cost-efficient to patients in the future. Mobile applications will be able to help patients with the mental illness that are struggling to afford treatment sessions, or in hindsight, don't have the time in their day to make an appointment. These apps will prove to be a beneficial means of treatment in the future, and will hopefully make a lasting impression until 2050 and beyond. The second technology that I researched was virtual reality. Virtual reality, as you can imagine, is a virtual headset used to administer treatment to allow patients to escape their everyday world. Virtual reality is the hot new toy, from kids hooking their phones up to them to an attraction at an adventure theme park. One thing that they are not yet being used for is treatment of mental illnesses. If these headsets offer so much joy and pleasure to these kids, why can't they do the same for struggling patients? Well, in the future they will be able to. As Lucia Valmiga, a journalist in psychiatry research states, VR and other computerized interventions are ranked at the top of interventions which are predicted to increase in use in the next 10 years, stating that this technology has great potential in the future. 
These VR systems will allow the patients to escape from their real-world problems to find treatment in other places other than the boring, ordinary office of a professional. This type of technology will be extremely accessible to patients because all it is is a headset. A mental health professional will be needed less frequently and appointments will be scheduled less frequently as well. This technology will do amazing things in the future of mental health technology and there are many indications that this will be used in the future of 2050 treatment. But however, there are some downsides to this treatment. With this technology comes a price tag. Right now, according to a Penn State professor, a virtual reality system ranges in price from $5,000 to $200,000, with some estimates for an entire system reaching as high as $1 million. Yes, I know those prices are absurd, but with higher demand and more research on this device, it is assumed that the price will decrease in the future to become affordable to a wide variety of patients. Another downside to this technology is the potential to become addicted to the device. Just like video game, this technology has a possibility to become addictive to the patient. However, research suggests that that is not something to worry about. And all in all, this technology is what the future of 2050 mental health needs. It will offer accessibility to patients and hopefully will become cost-friendly when it enters the market. I will now lead into my third technology that happens to be artificial intelligence. For sake of repetition, I will refer to artificial intelligence as AIs. AIs are devices that will be used to, in essence, take the place of a human. This technology has the capability to treat patients on the level that a professional would be able to. An AI can be a robot that has programmed treatment in it or a chatbot that is accessed through the internet with similar characteristics of the robot. According to David Luxon, a Washington School of Medicine professor states that the current and forthcoming applications of AI technologies can be expected to have a profound impact on the field of psychology and mental health care in general. This shows that this technology will be implemented in the future. AIs will be extremely accessible to patients dealing with an illness because they are literally in your home. When you were a little kid and you imagined the future of 2050, I know you thought of the Jetsons and robots. Well, here you finally have your robot, doing amazing things like helping patients treat their mental illnesses. And according to David Luxon again, the application of AI technologies in the mental health care field is undoubtedly a growth area that is destined to have a profound influence on psychological practice and research in years ahead. These AIs will offer the patient complete confidentiality when getting their treatment. And believe it or not, but many researchers suggest that there are patients that are afraid to talk with a professional because of the insecurity or judging that they may feel from the professional. AIs take away those feelings and allow the person to get the treatment they need in a hassle-free and trustworthy environment. The price of AIs, as stated by Michael Rucker, a PhD in psychology, says, It has been recognized that they are not expensive and are easy to deploy. This shows that this technology will be cost-efficient to patients around the world. Although a specific number is not given, it is assumed that AIs will be affordable by most in the future of 2050. AIs have an extremely promising impact on the future mental health technology because of the accessibility and cost-efficient prices. And as Adam Miner, an instructor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences at Stanford University states, Conversational applications of artificial intelligence offer substantial promise for improving the value of mental health care, and several trends suggest that its early uptake most likely will expand. This shows that this technology has a good chance of making the future of mental health care a more accessible and affordable treatment option to the patients of the future. Mental health technologies will prove to be promising in the future of 2050 and will help with administering treatment across the world. 
Technologies that are currently being researched will be implemented in the future and will create a new era for mental health. In the future, the most promising technologies will be smartphone applications, virtual reality systems, and artificial intelligence machines. Smartphone applications will be used in the future because there is a vast majority of people that own or will own a smartphone capable of accessing treatment. Smartphones allow the patient to have more accessible treatment that is cost-efficient. Virtual reality systems will also prove to be promising in the future of mental health technology because of the capability of administering different scenarios into the system. VR allows the patient to escape the real world and, depending on their illness, can view different realities in their headset. In the future, more research will be done to allow VRs to enter the mental health world and to be administered into everyday treatment. The last technology, artificial intelligence, will also prove to be promising because of the futuristic approach of the system. AIs will be completely automated and will allow the patient to interact without the fear of feeling judged by the professional. AIs will be implemented in the future and will prove to help deliver to patients with dealing with the mental illness. To conclude my research means time for the answer to the question you are all dying to find out. Just to recap your memory, the question was, will technology in the future be able to provide treatment to individuals at a more accessible and cost-friendly approach? And the answer is yes. And as David Moore, a Northwestern University professor of preventative medicine and Center for Behavioral Intervention Technology states, that these interventions areas are currently in widely varying stages of evaluation and maturity, requiring research that ranges from basic development and evaluation to implementation studies. According to research, these technologies show promising aspects to the future of mental health technology. How exciting! These technologies will help stabilize and lower the predicted rising values of patients with mental illnesses. How awesome would it be to have technologies that are accessible, affordable, and confident in their treatment to help people? The future of 2050 is only 32 years away. Yes, it is a long time, but it is also a short time in terms of creating these technologies at the level that they need to be at. It is important to continue to research and have trials of these technologies to offer the best product to the patient. The future of mental health technology is a promising path to look down, and it will be exciting to see these technologies actually being implemented and helping people. This has been Kaylee Wentie with FutureCast 101. Thanks for listening. <laughs> This is Futurecast 101. This is Futurecast 101.